This is Johnny Tacos. I've always been a lover of music. The way the drums beat as my heart. The way the guitar sings louder than the vocalist. And the way the song is written. You would think it was how each word just coexisted with the other word. Music has always been a tool for good and evil. Music has always been a way to soothe the heart, to mend the broken, to relax the unnerved, to scream out the angry, and to worship. So please join me as we take a trip and we listen to these wonderful musicians with their art as well as their love songs to God. And I am Johnny Tacos, and this is Origin. Origin. This is Johnny Tacos here with another exciting and informative origin stories. Today I have Felipe Diaz from Sorrow Storm all the way up to, uh, was it Pennsylvania? Wow, that is a quite a long walk if you were able to walk from Texas to Pennsylvania. But uh, just wanted to let y'all know before we have our guest uh, on the show, just we are so honored to have all the listeners support um but we need more support so if you're able to donate or contribute or even buy t-shirts to help pay for the uh you know for the server for for cost for anything anything will help you know it's it's i'm not asking to buy a maserati you know i'm not asking to be a millionaire well you know I, we can always dream but if you'd like to help and donate, we do have Cash App, Zelle, all that good stuff. Uh, just That's just what I wanted to push through because uh, sometimes it's hard being a one-man band. Some people know that. But uh, but God has been so blessing in helping me keep this arrive. And with your support, we can keep this fight going uh, to get away from the secular world and to more into God and the more into Jesus with, with uh, our type of music. And what is our type of music? It's metal. You know, we can't get enough of metal, uh, but there's not a lot of uh, opening, a lot of resources that, that ex, you know, just pushes out uh, the metal um, genre out there that's Christian. Uh, so with the help of myself and, and others out there, uh, we keep the fight strong because metal is an art form and what is better to celebrate and honor Jesus Christ is through our art form and what we, what he has given us in the gift. All right. That's enough of me babbling. So anyways, we have an awesome guest here. Uh, Felipe, Hey, how are you doing today, brother? I'm blessed. Uh, went to church today and boy was the message very impactful so i'm uh, blessed to be here and god's blessed me in innumerable ways and you know being a blessing of waking up every day that that is a blessing in itself people don't really see a lot of blessings but they're not 
they're, they're focused on like the huge blessings, like monetary or, you know, uh, healing of sickness and all that. But they, they keep forgetting about the blessed parts that we have. They're able to be with our family members, able to wake up, able to have food on our plates, you know, stuff like that. So, uh, so that where do you go to church at? I go to City Reformed Presbyterian Church, and that's a uh, church in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in the Oakland neighborhood. And it's a fairly mid-sized, some would say large church. Uh, I would say a couple, few hundred members. So it's uh, of the Presbyterian Church in America denomination. Okay. And, you know, have you been gone there for a while? I've been gone for like three and a half years. Now I'm a member of the church. I became a, what's called the communicant member, uh, like three years ago and we'll continue on. Uh, and also my question, cause I know a lot of Presbyterians don't really follow a lot of metal bands or even death metal. Uh, how did they feel when you said, Hey, you know, I play a little bit of this. I play a little bit of that. I put a little, uh, you know, corpse, uh, face on. Interesting question, because the PCA is one of the larger Presbyterian denominations, and it's known as a bit of an urban friendly denomination. And so they will understand it, at least they'll try to understand it in the least, and they'll be like respectful of it generally. Yeah. And, and when you say respect, you know, we have a lot of people that and there's there's no issue with it you know some people kind of sway towards the gospel music some sway to contemporary some sway to rap and metal you know uh, you can't please everybody at the same time but as long as everybody's respectful you know i'm respectful to music that i don't really like you know i don't go around and uh trash it and stuff like that uh but you're right it's a respect so, uh, have they, have you had concerts at your church yet? I actually haven't. Funny thing is sorrow storm was a band for just like six months to a year, but it started out as a solo project. That means I play all the instruments in the studio and afterward sorrow storm, it, it was it operated for like 10 years. Then I kind of just quit music altogether. And after 10 years, I returned and it returned as a solo project. So I've only played in the Republic of Panama with friends, probably like a total of six concerts. And uh, that is where you're from, the Republic of Panama. And uh, how long have you been in, you know, the United States? I would say... 20 something years, probably around 23 years total. And I go, I've gone on and off. And so that's the way I've lived. Some years I've lived in Panama, other years I lived in the United States, but I mostly grew up in Panama, but here in Pittsburgh since 2014. And Panama has a huge uh, death metal kind of uh, explosion over there, right? It had its moments. Panama's metal scene has been rather small, and it's just due to the 
lower lower levels of population and the way that uh, music tends to be a difficult subject over there because of a mix of things but rock music in general um especially the local scenes don't receive much support uh, but in mexico the scene would be huge in central america not as much though the great parts about it spill on over to places like honduras um guatemala and even costa rica but then you hit panama and it's, it's a slightly different story uh again it probably has to do with some of the cultural elements but it's heavily kind of inhabited by salsa and some afro-caribbean type music and the whole mix and history simply doesn't favor metal but the people there are ardent metalheads or metalheads so it's it's a over there is like an eclectic kind of taste you know you you live in a world that's full of uh, a different style, but then when you have that metal in there, they're like, you know what? At first, I was kind of a little standoffish, but you know what? This is actually pretty fun, pretty exciting. So, uh, but you said you you've been uh, a solo project for what ten years? Basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. And with that. Uh, because I know a couple other artists that were just a solo artist that, you know, uh, I'm good friends with Chris Johnson from Hard Look, which, uh, yeah, I know Chris. Yeah. yeah, all that is just him. Uh, he's a very, very talented person. You have to be a talented person to actually be able to do the guitars, the bass, the drums, the vocals, um, everything. So how long does it take for like one song to be done when you have to mix it and do it all yourself? Great question. It can take anywhere from three days to three months, depending on the length of the song, on how much effort you're going to put into the song, what genre of metal. If it's, for example, a progressive type of black metal, you're gonna spend some more time on it. Uh, Like I'm spending a lot of time on this one song that I've been writing and recording. But if it's another type of metal, like uh, death metal, especially if it's the more standard four minute long type death metal songs where you don't, you and it's a more basic death metal then it's, it's probably going to take uh take a few weeks and are using bar chords are using more technical chords uh, it depends on kind of the mix and how much time you have as a person i used to have a lot more time for music now i have to schedule time to do music because i have a full-time job and everything but um i would say if you had 24 hours in a day to do music wait that would include the eight hours you have to sleep or so or, or three if you're a musician but i i would say it could take a few weeks like three or four weeks to hammer down a song well that's 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 for anything three hours for anybody that's an artist because you know you, yeah. you have that in your mind you're like i don't want to delete it i don't want to go to sleep i'll lose it and then and all that but i find a lot of my spiritual um creation that that i that i seem to find is like deep in my sleep so i i i'm a writer so i used to write um 
little short stories back in the day before I was secular. I mean, when I was into the secular scene and all that, and it was very gory kind of books and stuff like that, which I don't, I don't do that anymore. Uh, but when it hits you and you're, you're by yourself and you just feel that you, that need to write it down. Is that how you feel? Like when you wake, you know, you wake up like, Oh, I just had something. I got to write it down. Absolutely. And it hits you when you least expect that you could be at work after you see a client, you just start saying, and it hits you or, and you have to find a way to release that or else you might lose it. And if you lose it, you might lose it forever. And uh, was Sorrow Storm always a Christian metal or did you start off as secular? Because I know a lot of people that that were that are into metal never really started as Christian metal. Uh, they were more, uh, you know, the people that they idolized were, you know, Cannibal Corpse or, um, you know, what is that? Uh, Deicide or, you know, bands like that that are very brutal, but very on the opposite spectrum of today's Christian metal. I actually started out my metal journey in the secular a metal scene in Panama, which was a small but growing scene. And during that time, death metal was more popular than black metal. There was a black metal crowd. There were few far between, and they were rather odd. But I got into death metal, and I would say 1996, uh, I had my Cannibal Corpse moment. I would listen to nothing but Cannibal Corpse. And I would also listen to uh, Suffocation. I'd listen to... Uh, things such as Mortem from Peru. That was a growing band back then. Uh, and I actually, after a year and a half, I kind of left the death metal scene. And I would say I, I took a break. During that break, I had a friend, well, now as a friend, call me back then. It was a random person who'd gotten my number. And I was kind of tired of all the drinking and partying and everything. And uh, I was focusing on in school. I was a junior in high school. And I uh, remember receiving a call from this guy. He's like, um, well, we have a metal band. Do you want to come and play for us? And I'm like, at first, I said, oh, shoot, more drinking and partying. I don't know if I want to be a part of this. But then he said, well, we're a Christian band. And at that time, I became excited. I'm like, oh, cool. Finally, I probably get to play metal with a group of people that are serious about living a good, positive life. And so I went to the, their church. It was a, It's an evangelical church in Panama. It's kind of Pentecostal-leading, small yeah. church. And we started practicing. And I arrived, uh, I believe it was like around noon or so, when the service was finishing, I went inside and I sat down. I'm like, oh, I will, I'm probably early. Well, early for the practice, but late for the service. And I remember that people started praying for me right there. And I'm like, well, I just came in. <laughs> and what had happened, I think, was there was a little, I don't want to say revival, but there was an animated church service going on. And it was 1997, so you were getting close to a big series of events that were happening in 
Panamanian Christianity because it was going to be the year 2000 and apparently the world was going to end. So everybody was kind of excited and praying and fasting. And so I said, well, this is different, but these people seem very genuine. And so I practiced with them and immediately it clicked. This is exactly the death metal I want to play. And it's Christians. And I was very interested in really 100% committing my life to Christ. So a couple days later, I made a strong commitment for Christ. And I began to read the Bible feverishly and pray and be immersed in the Christian worldview. And that uh, completely changed my life. And I began to play for a death metal band called Ministros del Santuario, which means Ministers of the Sanctuary. And we played shows, total of about 30 shows. Uh, we played in the city. We actually were the first Christian hard music band to ever do that. Uh, to, before, Christian groups, they would only play in churches, which is great. But in that moment, until then, nobody had really done an evangelistic project. And so I was born again into that experience. And later, Sorrowstorm began in 2000 in college while in Philadelphia. And the idea, I took the idea back to Panama. People were interested in joining with me, those same death metal people, and starting to play black metal. And yes, uh, with uh, an evangelistic purpose. And, and you know, that is the history of Sorrowstorm. You know, you, you came in um, and just had... God just shine over you and your music shows through it, but in a harder, more fast paced um, way. So is your music driven by Old Testament? Because I know a lot of metal, heavy metal is driven from the Old Testament ways because what else is more metal than some of the stories in the Old Testament? Yes, the Old Testament plays a big role in my music, more so now than it did before. It's kind of the second phase of Sorrow Storm where I'm looking more into the Old Testament to better understand concepts in the new. And so the answer would be yes. And there is some uh, New Testament, specifically Revelation in there. But I've been in Genesis 14. Right now I'm in the first chapters of Deuteronomy, writing lyrics for my new song. And absolutely, the Old Testament is essential for Sorrow Storm. And that that is what's coming up. Is are, when is that? Are you making new music right now, or is there anything that's coming up that you're going to release? Yes, there is a single uh, after the album released last October. I decided that I'd grown a lot from that album, and I needed to display that the following year, this year. And so I took a couple months off for music and then returned and I'm writing a song that uh, better gives a foundation for what Sorrow Storm will be this year. And I bet you it's going to be harder and louder and crazier than ever, right? After you had that little break, you're refreshed, you're ready to go out there and ready to push your ministry out there. Uh, we do have a song at the end of the show that we're going to play. It's going to be called, well, it's not going to be called, it is called 
Slaughter of the Kings. Can you uh, let the listeners know how you came up with that song and what what pulled through it? I have this subjective method of kind of coming up with song titles. I will read Bible texts and think about what I want to write and then go back to the Bible and read some more. And along the line, something will hit me. And I will say, this is the idea I want to convey. Uh, the kind of details of the method, I, I still don't understand, but I just kind of know when I know. And so Slaughter of the Kings happened in Genesis 14 with the context of Abraham and Melchizedek uh-huh. and yeah. what happened with all of the um, kings that were defeated during the battle, which was a battle against two uh, pagan sides and God's people kind of got caught in between and eventually they prevail um, so that Abraham, who was a warrior, could have the victory and the um, and the glory, which would be Melchizedek's, would best highlight Christ's future ministry and attributes. Yeah, because during that period, it it, it opened up to to play a big part in the whole the Christ and and um, when people were saying, "Oh, he's going to come in." and reclaim from from the romans and and all that so i can see that the the music man i gotta tell you your music is really brutal man and and it just it it just it's raw it's raw feeling it's raw scripture and i urge the listeners to not only listen to this song but there are plenty of other songs for to listen to to get the grasp of how much that God has given uh, Felipe this gift. And he put a, a lot of hard work and a lot of time and, and effort. And you can tell how well it shines through, you know? Um, but uh, Felipe, what I, what I want to ask is um, if you can tell the listeners what kind of inspiration, what, what is God telling you to tell the listeners right now uh, about what if, what if they want to go into metal and they're afraid that people will look at them differently and churches, because unfortunately a lot of churches still live in the, the old ways with only hymns and gospel. But uh, what, do you, what kind of words of wisdom can you bestow upon them? Well, as with anything artistic that comes from the world, there are parts of it that Christians are welcome to, and there are parts that they should really be discerning about. There are things, for example, such as blatantly unbiblical thought patterns and acts that generally people shy away from, And metal has a lot of this. Part of this is cultural. Part of this is deeply moral. And a part of it has to do with your subjective taste. Um, In younger people, because of 
their youth and because of some of their kind of impressionable attitudes, it's harder for them to detect this as it is with every young person. Later on in life, you begin to kind of foster some wisdom and grow. Um, Be young. If you're young, be young and also be wise. God is a good God, but he is a holy God. And there are simply bands that I've had to stop listening to kind of over and over again and kind of limit the amount of listening or choose which songs I listen to because I understand that God is holy and I want to be careful. But I also understand that if you stop doing something because you believe that it's unholy, they're going, you're going to have to stop doing everything that you believe is unholy. And so some of the, some of this has to do with what standards you have, what uh, is your, what's your upbringing like, and what are your tastes? So examine those against the scripture and definitely pray and allow the Holy Spirit to guide. But have fun also. You know what? I couldn't say it better. And that that goes out to everybody. It doesn't really mean uh, just to us metalheads. You know, it can go out to anybody that that wants to pursue their their way to God, but in their own their own way, their own um, special way, because everybody is made differently because God had created you. He, he had all the ingredients. He knows all the hairs on your head. So he knows what's in your heart and the way you're supposed to go out a joyful noise. And if a joyful noise has a, you know, double bass in the back and some metal and, and all that, then just, just scream out as much, how much you love Jesus and how much you love God and how much you're, you're so grateful about his grace upon you. Uh, hey, Felipe, I want to thank you for being on the show. It's awesome. I know you you have so much in your heart to give and we can't wait to hear some more coming from you um just to let y'all know that if you want to hear more uh sorrow storm uh you can visit him on Bandcamp. he's got some music on Bandcamp, um as well as uh going to uh youtube i believe youtube has some some of uh your music on there is that correct absolutely uh, youtube Deezer, uh, I think SoundCloud, definitely Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music too. And I'm looking at um, I'm looking at a website here, um, Metal Archives, and you have so many music, so much music from like 2002, uh, Caverns of Grief, uh, Funeral Oath, uh, Collective Works. You know, uh, you, you also have. Uh, uh, up, uh, onward and uh, triune uh, eminence as well. I know I'm butchering some of the stuff because I'm I'm trying to look one way and trying to keep my my mouth in there in the microphone. <laughs> but, that's all right. You're but, good. But yeah, there is so much music um, that's out there, and I am honored to to know you, Felipe, and I'm honored to hear your story. Um, I want to thank all the new listeners that happened to stumble upon thinking the Johnny Taco Show is a recipe show like Food Network. Oh look, Johnny from Food Network is going to teach me how to make tacos. I have some good news and some bad news. The bad news is I am, I don't know how to actually 
verb stuff or write or, you know, say stuff to, to teach you how to make tacos. But what I do know is that the edification you get is uh, from our guest and my constant babbling uh, from Jesus Christ. So uh, you listen to their testimony or my or or mine, uh, you get that feel that that everlasting waters. So you never go thirsty. Uh, I want to thank all the diehard listeners, the ones who listen night and day, day and night. Um, you know, you are the sour cream on the top of the taco supreme here. Uh, without you, I would just be talking to the wall. And then that would give my wife the proof to lock me up for good. I uh, do appreciate y'all, you know, keep up. And we're going to head out now with that song, Slaughter of the Kings from Sorrow Storm. So listen to it. Enjoy it. God bless y'all. God keep y'all. And don't have yourself a good day. No good, sir. Have yourself a great day. We'll talk to y'all soon. Take care.